0: yo welcome back to the keeping stock sneaker podcast i'm your host julian i appreciate you for listening today we're going to take on a topic that is often talked about on saturday mornings in the sneaker community the sneaker culture and that is the leading footwear release method and app in the game at this point in time and that's the nike sneakers app but before we get into that i've talked about the sneakers app in the past and i'll link that episode below that's kind of more of the history of sneakers and then my terrible win-loss record since 2015. But this episode is more so about the recent insight to how exclusive or early access works on the sneakers app and what we really learn from it. It may be some secrets to sneakers. So with that being said, let's hop into it. It's safe to say if you're listening to this podcast, you've been into sneakers for a moderate amount of time you're interested in it you're going after multiple releases a year if not a month and you have the sneakers app downloaded on your phone and i am mean, a shoe connoisseur i've been getting shoes and at this point the real question becomes is sneakers the early access exclusive access more for free marketing at this point in time than it is helping the end user And so the reason I bring this up is because recently with the upcoming Off-White Dunks, they've pulled back the veil again. A few months ago, they pulled back the veil a little bit. And again, they've kind of doubled down and gave some insight to how users are getting exclusive access to certain sneakers a week or a day, a few days before release. And so to create the foundation, I'm just going to read directly from the Sneakers app about understanding exclusive access for the Nike Off-White Dunk Low, overall understanding exclusive access as a whole. The Sneakers app says, Exclusive access will provide some of our most dedicated sneakers members and Off-White fans the opportunity to purchase the Nike Off-White Dunk Low for a limited time. Who receives exclusive access is determined by a combination of factors to ensure that styles are going to genuine sneakers members. Exclusive access does not guarantee general availability or availability in your preferred size. For a greater opportunity to secure a pair in your size, it is recommended that you have push notifications enabled so you know when you are given exclusive access. And so there's a few things there that I saw bring up some questions and that I was curious about in this definition. I've always thought it a bit odd with exclusive access and early access and how this is controlled on the back end that you can get exclusive access. The sneakers algorithm and variables and factors can identify you as a user who may be interested in this shoe. You can get that access and maybe it's the number one shoe that you've wanted for the year or looking forward to. And if you're at work or you're driving or you're busy and you've been rewarded this access and you can't get to it in five minutes, it's likely sold out, it's likely gone. There's no guarantee of availability. And it makes you curious to why they may be casting that net so large in the first place if they're using these factors that are so reliable to give exclusive access. I understand that not everyone is going to be able to get to them right away, and you don't want pairs sitting around. But typically, they're giving out this exclusive access a week, or a few days or a day in advance. So why not at least give that window for users, three hours, four hours, and cut out a lot of the redundant users. So why don't you just say, we're going to give out 4000 pairs in early access, and we have 500 pairs going to size 12 we're going to pick exactly 500 users for those sneakers, right? If those 500 users don't show up in time or whatever percentage though, you give another user the access for another four hours. At the end of the day for this exclusive access, it's not like these shoes are going to go unsold if no one claims them in exclusive access. That general population that is going for them on a release day who didn't get that access is still gonna purchase them. They're not being given away for free or on discount. They're full retail price. So it's odd to me that you're gonna give access to a user and have all of this data available, and that user can be 10 or 15 minutes late, and then that guarantee of availability is gone, let alone their size being gone and other sizes available. If you're not a reseller or using these as a trade, right? I'm a size 12, 12 and a half. If I get in there with exclusive access and that size 12 or 12 and a half is gone, I'm not going to try for a size nine or a size 10. So it's a bit odd that they're adding with these layers. And in that paragraph, that there's no guarantee of availability. In addition, what is a genuine sneakers user versus a poser, so to speak? When I read that, I kind of had to take a step back because it was surprising to me what the sneakers app and the people who use it what's the difference between a genuine and a non-genuine user if someone is using the app for the release date that's a genuine user if that person is coming in throughout the week that's a genuine user and how are you going to be able to tell the interaction between bots and regular customers too for that matter and so it's weird to think If you've never gotten exclusive access, some people may be asking, Am I a genuine user? What can I do to use this more often? And that comes in, we'll talk about later, but there's no value in sneakers, at least in the app itself. And then, further, like we talked about it being a great free marketing ploy, the push notifications. It says, Hey, if you want exclusive access, turn on push notifications so at least you're alerted when you get them. And then in a previous release, They mentioned interacting with your favorite products and liking and checking out their content. But realistically, as someone who enjoys the LeBron line, I've liked every model. I've liked the colorways that I've put in there. I've entered a lot of the sneakers draws and I've never received any type of access to a LeBron sneaker in general, whether that was a soldier or generic model, never received that even though all of the variables in my sneaker profiles definitely have interest in basketball, in the LeBron line, in Nike sportswear, all of these things that LeBron encompasses, even some of the teams he's played on. But that's never resulted in any type of exclusive access. And then the other thing that comes into that is on that sneakers app, even if you get exclusive access, or you are trying to play these variables very specifically for each drop, whether those variables are changing, which they likely are, the variables to get the Travis Scott fragment low are probably going to be different from the factors to put you in the off-white dunks from the Paul and Air Jordan ones. But with that being said, it's still you versus the world, right? On the Play Store for Android devices, there's over 5 million downloads. And then when you look at Apple, there's rumored to be over a quarter billion to half a billion downloads of the sneakers app, maybe on redundant devices, but you can see the sheer volume of individuals who have that app, let alone then translate it into 15 languages for global use. Then you have to realize as well as the machine is going, every time someone posts a got em screenshot. screenshot, that that is free marketing for the sneakers app. People get curious about what's hyped, what's not hype. Exclusive access rolls out. We have these links from various sources on the internet saying exclusive access is coming out at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Make sure to click this link. Again, free marketing is it's just a notification they've rolled out that 99.9% of users are not going to get access to. but it brings you to the app and then you're looking at the app and you're looking at upcoming releases. But once again, it does that factor into those variables to exclusive early access on the sneakers app? Honestly, you probably have a better chance nowadays purchasing from an independent boutique online, looking for those raffles, using those services like I like soul retriever, Maybe joining a Discord monitor group that's free that you aren't paying $33 a month for. Maybe you're going after some research and some word of mouth from individuals you enjoy and trust in that community or from various sources of media. And you're not going to the prototypical footlocker finish line, Nike.com, Nike sneakers, Adidas for your releases. As yes, it's still going to be very competitive for these independent retailers as the allotment of pairs may be smaller, but the amount of individuals who are aware of those boutiques is significantly smaller, thus increasing your chances in some regards for those areas. And a lot of boutiques nowadays are doing online raffles. It's easy for them. They do sometimes support their local community when they can, but you can find easily eight to 10 raffles for a release. And it's all been streamlined in maybe Discord, maybe Soul Retriever, maybe it's Soul Links, all of these places. Tweeting these out is definitely going to help you. And then lastly, there's the problem with pulling back the curtain. If you give an inch, everyone wants to go a mile. But when you give an inch, but it's really a couple centimeters because you're overly vague and it's not helping, is more... I think, insulting to the users who are providing their hard-earned money to your app. Granted, why should Nike care? They don't. They don't have to. Just because there's such a volume of people who are going to go after it every single weekend, there isn't any additional value to servicing the customer for the sneakers app at this point in time. And it also, when you pull back that curtain slightly, it's a little bit hypocritical, right? You're saying... These variables, over 50 of them, maybe more, attribute to exclusive and early access. But you're giving exclusive and early access to brand new accounts. That's not a conspiracy. That's not a rumor. It happens fairly often. And it's likely if you were to create a new account, you're going to probably get exclusive access before maybe your main account does if you were to have multiple accounts versus an OG account that's been around for since 2015, it's been engaged a few times a month, has purchased through the app before, maybe uses their Nike pass when they go into a Nike factory store or an outlet store or a Nike retail location. And so in there, it just gets a little kind of shady when you're picking this verbiage to classify users. And the other problem I think overall that a lot of people have, not just with the sneakers app, but the online scene as a whole is the lack of transparency. Granted, we don't have to see overall size allotments and amount of pairs being sold, but when you look specifically in this case at sneakers, there's a a weird question going on with almost everything that hits that website or that app sells out. They may be sandals that no one's heard about, or they may be a random colorway of an air force or a Kyrie that is selling out. But then a few weeks later you happen to see images of those same exact shoes showing up in outlet locations because behind the curtain, they have all the control for inventory and generating hype. That's the same reason why we see a lot of reserves or restocks on shoes. Maybe not because they made more pairs, but maybe because they only sold 80% and they know the next month is going to be a bit slower. So they save 20% to then flash a notification and bring everyone back to sneakers. It's that simple design that I believe Stanford University had come up with to make social media like a casino, like a slot machine. You're scrolling down, you're getting these dopamine hits, you're coming back, attention is money. The more often you can get a user to your app, the more likely they are to use that as their number one source. And that's what's happening with sneakers. Then finally, I've said it before a few times, there's absolutely no value in the sneakers app itself that they're trying to drive. They're saying you have to be engaged with this content, you have to be frequently utilizing that, but it's a sneaker release method. The content that they're garnering isn't necessarily as attractive or necessary to drive users to the app. They're showing sneaker collections of local sneakerheads, which is great. But then they're also doing these kind of town halls with, you know, very, very propped up names in the industry to talk on upcoming releases and show off product. But there's no real authenticity with the regular sneakerhead who's living in Des Moines, Iowa, or North Dakota, or any small market area. There's no connection there that may not have, you know, the sneaker snore. So, what are you getting out of the sneakers app? And what is how is it driving value? Granted, to say social media in itself doesn't always necessarily drive value, but at least you're picking up information that can be a little bit more credible than if I go in and check out that the Travis Scott one low fragment comes out on August 13th in the beginning or at the end of July. Why would I come back? And that's the biggest question to interaction on the app that I have. And I know it sounds like there's a lot of interesting aspects or cons of the sneakers app. But there are some things they do great. I think the sneakers draws the greatest opportunity and the fairest opportunity on the internet at this point in time if you're not trying for independent sneaker boutiques and their raffles. Because it's simple. You wake up or you're doing activity, you put your name in, and that's all you have to do. Ten minutes later, you either won or you lost. You're not sitting in front of that computer for 25-45 minutes while the back end is being throttled by automated services and add to carts and bots checking out. In addition, I like the sneakers, does regional access. I think they should do it more often. Granted, not every city has a Nike store to do this at, but it does make it feel a little bit more personalized and segmented rather than doing everything at one point in time. So I think. Sneakers is working on things. It looks like they're trying. It looks like they're trying to add some authenticity, but we'll see how that goes. Like I said, this app caters around the world, various markets, hundreds of millions of people going for sneaker releases, generating a ton of profit. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it, as the old saying goes. But maybe in the future, we'll see some areas and maybe Nike gets crafty and does a subscription service to give you access to one shoe a quarter for a $10 or $15 a month or something like that that I'm sure people would be willing to pay. Maybe they are working to clean up that backend and all those factors and variables to make that exclusive access more accurate and more reliable for users, but we'll see. Let me know what you think of the sneakers app. We're gonna take a quick break and when we get back, we're gonna go to some cool content and upcoming sneaker releases so for content that i found interesting this week it has to be what's going on with soul savvy there seems to be a subtle disgruntled amount of individuals who are unhappy with the soul savvy service as it's grown and scaled to be completely neutral and transparent i'm not too familiar with soul savvy and what they're offering but i have done some research and some reading and watched some videos um, from Soul Savvy itself and from independent creators. And this really stems from a video that Sneaker Fetish or Kari had made going into great detail in analytic and research after being in the group for 30 days. And then some screenshots come out about some disgruntled members coming to the front and saying, we aren't happy about these things. We think that the community aspect that is so heavily marketed and was very successful and prominent two years ago when we had started up is now being pushed to the back burner. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens over at Soul Savvy if they strive to put the community first again, in which a lot of people from what I've seen say that's the biggest value that they're paying for is getting these connections and this networks they're meeting for. And occasionally they're getting a release. However, a lot of those individuals now are now saying, I'm not sure if the value is necessarily theirs. We're not Hitting as often as we'd like. They've removed the pre cart method, and now we're paying X amount of dollars a month for a community that's not being prioritized. I think Soul Savvy has a lot of great creators that they've hired on, and maybe there's just some re evaluation that is needed for that group to do what it wants to do. As a lot of places mentioned, I think Soul Savvy is more so for the passive sneaker enthusiasts maybe going for a release a month and maybe you know just checking when they can and that's probably where a large portion of their revenue is made from people who aren't active in their slack or discord community and just checking in to see how they can get access to a certain shoe and the news that's coming up and not so much for community and it could just be a small portion that is disgruntled with the service but based on some of the screenshots we've seen maybe the way their upper management is handling the situation could be addressed differently, could be handled differently. We'll see how this affects the reputation as Soul Savvy continues to grow, as the word of mouth begins to spread from members who have been in there for a year or two on what they've seen from a neutral stance. And then also, shout out to Joe Fresh Goods, a killer release for his New Balance collection in Chicago. I thought it was great and authentic. And I think Joe makes some of the, if not the best collaborations in the game at this point in time, just because it's so authentic to him and his image that you can tell that he has turned down a lot of potential ideas for them not allowing him to be himself. So applauds to Joe Fresh Goods. Best of luck if you're going for those new balances or you went for any of the apparel. Another killer colorway continues to crush it. So keep an eye on Joe Fresh Goods if you aren't familiar with him. I'm sure we'll see him around for a long time to come. And so now let's get into upcoming releases. <laughs> These are the new Jordans. That's it, huh? We are going to be looking at August 8th through August 14th. And we are going to start with the Nike Air Horachi Sneakers Day. It's kind of got this cheetah print upper with a red tab on the heel and some neon green in the forefoot. That comes out on the 8th. We get the Nike Air Max Pre Day that comes out on August 8th in this green and orange swoosh colorway with some Air Max on the heel for 140 We get the Air Jordan 1 Low Sneakers Day. Again, we're seeing some cheetah print on this Jordan 1 Low with some cream upper, maybe a little bit of a lemon kind of towards the middle of the shoe. Then on August 9th, we get the Nike Dunk Low Off-White Deer Summer Collection. I'm sure a ton of people are going to be going for these. They're going to be rolling out through that exclusive access. We'll see who gathers all of the infinity stones and gathers all 50. I'm sure we'll see a couple photos of those, but those are for $180. Not my cup of tea, but best of luck if you're going after those, and I hope you get exclusive access. On the 10th, we get the Sakai Nike Blazer Low Light British Tan Again, I think they're really just watering down the creativity of the shoe. Great for Sakai, giving them notoriety. People are being driven to the brand. But I think the design and elements now are just a bit overplayed in the general uh, eyes at this point in time. But that comes out on the 10th for 120 Then on the 11th, we get the Nike Dunk Low SE Camo. This is a good looking dunk. Again, a lot of dunks coming out, but that'll be $110 and a fun hit of the Desert Storm camo on the heel with kind of the winter camo on the toe and then hits of green on the sole and the swoosh. The one that's going to absolutely be absurd to try and get on the sneakers app is going to be the Fragment Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 low. I think this is of the Fragment designs. These are, the lows are the better colorway and the better model for it. That being said, I still like the original Travis Scott 1 lows and the original Travis Scott 1 highs. However, if we're going between fragments, I would say the low Travis Scott just seems to fit the vibe a little bit better uh, in this way. And I like the hints of the kind of cream, new age, aged sneaker look. Those will be 150. Then we get the Marathon Continues Puma Future Rider for. $90 $90 all white Puma on the 13th. And then we also are followed up with on Saturday some big hitters being the Bad Bunny Adidas form buckle low. I think Bad Bunny and Adidas have been a perfect match. I think the form low is getting the correct shine. I think they're doing just enough to make it intriguing. That'll be 160. And then my pick of the week, the Air Jordan 1 high OG Pollen. Giving me some serious Wu-Tang vibes. So we'll see how it goes. From the image that looks like there's some tumble leather in there so maybe it'll be of moderate quality hopefully like the cyber mondays which i think may be some of the best leather that's come out in the past five six years uh, so we'll see how those go those come out on the 14th for that 170 price range i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode Go ahead and let me know your thoughts on the Sneakers app, Soul Savvy, or the upcoming releases or the Travis Scott Fragment Collection over on Twitter, we've been having some great direct message conversations over there. So I'm on Twitter at JulianTheGray. I appreciate your guys' time, and I'll catch you next week.